Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just 
One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back. No questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. You're 35 and you're feeling off. Is it off? Is it, what is that actual feeling that someone might be like, oh, I should maybe go get checked for hormone levels. I think that's the big confusion is, when am I going to the doctor and asking for a hormone panel? Drop it like a hat, drop it like a hat, drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> Hope is giddy giddy. Good morning, everybody. We are back with the Thursday podcast. It's a very exciting podcast because we have Dr. Perlman in the house. If you don't know Dr. Perlman, Dr. Perlman. If you, if you don't know Dr. Perlman, then you haven't been following us. On Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. We have known Dr. Perlman since like 2015, which is crazy. I can't believe that. I had Chloe in 2015, which means I would just have had a baby when we um, had our first meetup. And... We've learned so much. You guys all ask us about our skin and we basically are like Botox and Dr. Proman. So there's a lot you can learn from here. Inside Out Health is what she's all about. We're going to um, introduce you to her and ask burning. I hate the word burning because I think if you have burning questions, you should go see a doctor. Um, but burning really important questions that uh, with a lot of misinformation on the internet about hormones mm. and health and women and what it all means. Welcome, Dr. Perlman. Thank you so much. I gotta say, burning's a perfect word when we're talking about hormones, you know, like hot flashes and all that. So good choice, Kat. <laughs> oh my God. Good one, Kat. See, the doctor likes me. Um, okay. So first of all, uh, hormones. I know hormones are like a trending topic, unfortunately, right now, because, well, I guess it's great and bad because hormones need to be talked about, but when it's trending, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Mm -hmm. So when you specifically talk about hormones, what are you talking about when, <laughs> and what should we know about as women when we're thinking and talking about right. hormones? Um, so great um, opening because it is such a broad area and it's definitely such a key factor of our health throughout our lifespan that uh, it is a little dangerous and scary when the misinformation and pseudoscience starts to create the dark cloud over this important topic. It's one that has been fraught with controversy because, you know, going back to perhaps, you know, the timing of the last generation's menopause, like a mom's menopause. So about um, 15 or so years ago, actually just around the time I really uh, started my practice in menopause and hormones, there was a landmark trial that hit the sort of mainstream media and created fear amongst many, many women because of poor communication of the findings 
and uh, very um, headline, um, real sort of fear tactic media coverage of this. I remember it by the, the WHI. Remember, and my so mom was on them. I feel like exactly. my mom was on them, and she was like, "I have to get on them. I'm going to get cancer. I'm going to die." Yeah. Is that what the fear was? Cancer? Yeah, cancer. Yeah. And so death. the fear, actually, the head breast cancer was breast women cancer. on hormones had higher risk of breast cancer, but actually, stroke was probably the scarier thing. Oh. But the problem with this trial, I'll, I'll spend a minute on the trial, then I want to come back to answer your question because hormones are so much more than just menopause and estrogen, but. This trial is so critical because it really set us up for 15 years of misinformation. I think it's important to go back to understand that this used to be in the realm of doctors prescribing a conventional set of hormone therapy, almost like a rite of passage to women like your mom when they reach the kind of time of their menopause, which is just really defined as a year without a period. And they would get synthetic conventional hormones that even at the time we knew caused problems because these were estrogens derived from pregnant horses' urine, really nothing like the oh, estrogen. Wow. We, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So Premarin, the, the, the word, the brand that was used in this trial, if you think of that word, it actually stands for pregnant mare's urine. So it's not only the estrogen of a pregnant horse, it's what she's excreting in her urine. So that was the oral estrogen used and oral estrogen generally is not a good idea. And the sort of offset was a progesterone-like hormone, but was not progesterone and therefore did not have the protective effects. But even at the time this this study enrolled, we knew actually increased the risk of cancer and clots. So it was really no surprise that um, as the study was published, and even if you weeded through the the actual findings of the study, it wasn't really a well-designed study to begin with where decisions could be made or findings could be extrapolated to women like your mom or the women I treat that are actually women who are healthy going through menopause because the study selected, and this is probably the craziest part, the complete wrong women. They were old. They were on average in their 60s, a decade after menopause. I love that we were selected to have, you mean older, maybe past menopause, like not old, just older. Typical, yeah, typical woman you treat is 50. So when I say old, they were older than the typical menopausal patient. They were free of the typical symptoms, hot flashes and sweats. And they were women who their underlying health status was different than the women that we would typically treat. So the average woman we would treat, um, that I would treat in my practice, are women actually going through the transition. And to come back to your question, what are hormones? How do you know? Yeah. How do you know you're going through the transition? Yes. So it's a good question because the symptoms at the beginning are very vague. Before the hot flushes and the night sweats and the bleeding stops, women as early as their 30s may start to undergo hormonal imbalance. So firstly, we're talking, there's 200 hormones in the body. Hormones are internal signals. They're they're produced in glands like the ovaries or the thyroid or the adrenal gland. And what they are, are messages that exert an effect. They have an effect at a distant site. So they're internal signals. There are 200, there are many, many, and they need to be working in sync with each other like a symphony orchestra for you to have health and vitality and balance. Wow. For women, a very critical set of hormones are our sex hormones, the hormones meet oh, in our ovaries. Sex. Mm. You said the sex. word sex, but you I'm don't mean say it a actual. Lot. 
you don't actually mean the word like the penetration. Well, I, I am going to get to that too, because it's so crazy to think that actually for women, our testosterone, which underlies our sexuality, our yeah. libido is actually exists at much higher doses than estrogen and falls throughout our lifetime. Natalie has really a very high testosterone. Well, I always think, you know, and even you guys as besties, if you think of your your close friends sitting, you know, at a dinner table, you can kind of tell who are the estrogen, high estrogen oh. women, who are the okay. high testosterone women, libido, energy, even their like habitus, their ability to build muscle. All of these things are, you know, physical and and clinical findings that you might be aware of that relate to hormone levels. Okay. So we're looking for exactly you're 35 and you're feeling off. Is it off? Is it, what is that actual feeling that someone might be like, oh, I should maybe go get checked for hormone levels. I think that's the big confusion is when am I going to the doctor and asking for a hormone panel? Before it feels like it's too late. Okay. So let's come back to, again, the idea that there's these um, hormone milestones that are unique for women. That is all relating again to the word, our, se- our female sex hormones, because our thyroid, our adrenals, our, you know, all the other hormones, they have relevance throughout our lifespan. It's just that we women have mm-hmm. a momentous time in our middle years. On average, it's going to be through our late forties mm-hmm. and early fifties that we reach this like cliff effect in our aging because of the loss, the sudden loss of our female sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone. But I said, that's on average, that's just like, you know, on average numerically or our chronologic age, biologically we age at different rates. And I had the privilege to work with a, a, a one of the leading hospitals here in Canada with a very unique clinic that takes care of women who reach menopause, early menopause, we have a special name for it before the age of 40, it does happen. So um, starting with our female sex hormones, let's go back to puberty, obviously after our um, menarche, which is the beginning of periods, it takes usually a few years to, for us to get in sync. So we all know as our periods start, as you know, perhaps pre, you know, tweens, um, it may take a few years for that cycle to become regular. And then we have our reproductive years, which it's surprisingly is earlier than a lot of people think, you know, by as early as our mid thirties, our fertility starts to decline. So I want you to think about our reproductive health and aging on a continuum from that reproductive prime to the decline in our ovarian reserves, which is by the way, not that our ovaries empty out of eggs, but they, they will diminish in their ability to produce a viable egg, which obviously we need to become pregnant. And that transition, because your question is 30s, that transition for most women is going to be in our late 30s, where we are just shifting between late reproductive aging and early perimenopause. So again, okay. to, uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to ask you, um, so what does early perimenopause look like and This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash cat and nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash cat and nat. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient. So you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. 
Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Like. I know everyone's different, but let's just call it perimeny. What would be some of the symptoms? Yeah. We'd be like, hey, this is, is it like weight gain? Is it like hair loss? What are we looking for? So, oh, it, very much a lot of different symptoms. First, just thinking about the cycle. And this is a thing that can be confusing for many women. Most women are still cycling at this time. So they're not cluing in that the brain and the body and their health changes have anything to do with what we're calling perimenopause. So that's the first thing is that the periods are continuing, even though the cycle may start to change subtly. And those early changes may be a shortening of the cycle. That means from day one of bleeding to the next day one of bleeding, the bleeding itself may change. Okay. So it might be heavier or different. And in terms of symptoms, they're vague and they're very individualized, but sleep disturbance, mood disturbance and particularly worsening of PMS. And by PMS, what I mean, so premenstrual symptoms or syndrome, I mean that in the days leading up to the period and ending on the first day of bleeding, mood disturbance, sleep disturbance, breast swelling, tenderness, bloating, distension, cramping, hormonal migraine, all of these kind of things are typical symptoms of the early phase of perimenopause, where the issue is hormonal imbalance, as opposed to what I described menopause is like the desert, just low, low hormones. And that starts to shift later on with a different set of symptoms. Okay. Wow. Okay. I mean, those don't sound great. Are, is, so there, okay. Now the question is, um, do you can test for these? Like you can actually, and is it, and we'll talk about Ontario, is it covered by OHIP or are these things women have to search out for them themselves? Are they going to be ignored by their doctor? Like what are, what can we do to advocate for ourselves to be like, Hey, I'd love to get a baseline of where my hormones are right now. Great question. And, and also just expand that into like the question, do we test? And then what do we test for? Because although what I just described are those sex hormone changes, estrogen, progesterone, the the idea that they start to decouple and become imbalanced in the early phase. Don't forget, I mentioned all the other things going on that can um, affect the changes in our sex hormones. So thyroid disturbance, adrenal disturbance, nutritional deficiencies, autoimmunity, inflammation. So when you go to test, I mean, the first thing you want to think about is what is my health status? You know, as opposed to just zeroing in, potentially missing something so critical that would, you know, perhaps make you an individual more susceptible to having a more symptomatic or troublesome menopause transition. And Dr. Roman, I do, I do think it's important to note too, that like, you know, I think I've had low estrogen my whole life, just based on what I can see, what you've taught me about low mm -hmm. estrogen. So then I'm going, if I'm, when I'm going to go into this next phase, I'm going to go in lower than low already. And that's really, there's some dangerous side effects to these low hormones that you, you have talked about too, like 
um, higher strokes when you lose estrogen, things, your things in your heart, harden arteries or something, yeah. things like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's really important to, even if you're get a baseline, right. Even if you totally. are like to see where yeah, you're starting so you compare, yeah. To compare, to see if, what what's going on internally, mm. you know, just not to even wait. I think that that's also a really important thing to get ahead of where you're at. And I think as you're asking me questions, you're thinking, you know, should we go get blood tests? And I think that's, you know, something that is accessible and a, a great place to start in our healthy years. Let's say our thirties, let's, let's talk about now what the phase we've described, which is the early perimenopause, let's say where symptoms are subtle, the, the cycles are continuing. What is your health status? So, you know, perhaps a blood panel that's looking at a few things, specialized testing is available. As you know, we do deep dives into like nutritional profiles, gut health, inflammatory markers, but beyond that, and this would be something now let's just step forward a little bit into the forties. The forties are a really important decade. They're the decade before disease is detectable. They're the decade where early risk factors start to emerge that we can identify and treat. And that is something that we want to be thinking about through blood testing of things like we discussed, hormones, nutrients, but also cardiac markers, early predictors of cardiovascular risk, and imaging, breast imaging, vaginal ultrasounds to evaluate the uterus, the ovaries, the endometrial lining, these baseline assessments, which all of what I'm discussing is really an advanced approach to women's health and not at all what's conventionally offered, but just think mm -hmm. how valuable it would be to know mm -hmm. your baseline, to mm -hmm. then understand what is changing and how, for me, do I stay on top of like my risk profile and my picture to ensure healthy aging? Because I never look to change, let's say, a cat into a gnat where, you know, I would know with my patients, this individual, let's just say, like a gnat, may have a baseline of high testosterone and only feels vital and well when she's in the upper quartile of the range. And we want to manage her there. But for someone like you, Kat, let's just say you are my leaky hormones. Yeah. yeah, we want to keep you differently. But I, I do want to make the the um, comment because, unfortunately, my practice, um, where as a medical doctor, I have a broad scope and the ability to do all this clinical testing um, with expertise and the experience to interpret and relay this information to patients naturopaths or nutritionists or homeopaths, all these, let's say, alternative providers that can provide so much care to patients in the area of hormones and the areas that we're talking about here, it is a very slippery slope because without the scope to be able to identify baseline risk and prescribe comprehensive therapy, which, mm -hmm. you know, hormone health does not equal a script for hormone therapy, like a, an actual something you're taking, right? The first step always is just ensuring the optimal hormone um, balance or profile within the patient. But it is so critical that you are marrying the two things, an expert approach to manage your women's health profile, which we've touched on a few things. It's much more than blood work, um, including clinical exams. So we do breast exams, gynecologic exams, including pap testing and other things coupled with the knowledge base and expertise and scope to prescribe whatever is required for hormone health. So I think that's really key because hormones don't exist in the blood, they're in the tissue. And I just want to leave you with, for all of your patients, because all of us, we as women, 
not our patients, access to our, our friends. Yeah, we have access to the only biomarker, tissue biomarker of our tissue estrogen levels, and that is our vaginal health status. Our vaginal secretions versus vaginal dryness is the best biomarker of what's actually in the tissue. So one Mm. of the hallmarks of later stages of menopause, like years after period stop, estrogen without treatment is low. Invariably, invariably, no matter what the woman's experience was through menopause, vaginal dryness, Mm. thinning of the wall from 13 cells to three, which puts her at risk of infection, and other problems that lead to painful intercourse. So vaginal vitality is so critical. We're going to get to that in the second half of this. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's let's get to the basic of does menopause or perimenopause or the entry, let's just call this, because someone I saw it online, and actually I, I do love her as a doctor too, like you, but said like, we need to understand that this is a long process. This is not like you wake up one day and like, does weight gain a company? Do you have to gain weight when you hit perimenopause slash menopause? Because there is this rumor you hit a certain age and you wake up and you're 15 pounds heavier. Is that true? Yeah. It's so much more complicated than that, but Mm -hmm. um, it is common that women through the menopause transition do find changes in their metabolism and associated weight gain. It's just not a cause and effect. And let me just throw this back um, because while 30 pounds through, let's say the seven, 10 years of the menopause transition, and again, this is typically through our late forties, et cetera, 30 pounds of weight gain through that time is so common and is associated with a 50% increase in breast cancer risk because The weight we gain in our middle life, in our middle years, and through the menopause transition, we know it's not typically muscle and bone, it's fat, and it's visceral fat. 
And that deep flat fat is not only inflammatory, but a source of estrogen. So it's no wonder that there's that risk. Let's take a quick break. And I want to ask you a question about this. Is there a common link into the fact that when you go into the menopause years, you have mostly, usually your children are older. So you're more sedimentary, sedimentary. You're more, you're not moving as much. And, you know, I, I equate it to, I was holding, my daughter was babysitting a baby the other week and I was holding the baby. And after my arm was so sore mm-hmm. because, you know, holding the baby and walking up and downstairs and yeah. lifting things up, you are, you move so much more with little children and children. Mm-hmm. And then when you get older, you know, we, we now ask them to go get our things for us. Hey, can you <laughs> grab that for me? You know, is, is, is that part in parcel too, of what we're looking at is that we, as as humans slow down because we don't have to move because we don't have young children. Yeah. I mean, I think getting to the other causes of weight gain with age, I definitely would say a more sedentary lifestyle, whether it's we as moms, as our kids are older, even just look at us compared to our kids, they never sit still, right. Mm -hmm. They're just in constant motion. Um, So, and here we are chatting and sitting. So I, I think that's one factor, but you know, it's, it's amazing to think we're one of the only species that are actually living so far beyond the end of our reproductive years. And that just turning down of our metabolism and the acceleration of our aging in many different ways is because from an evolutionary perspective, we women, humans didn't have a lot of function in terms of the right. like sort of per- perpetuity of our species beyond giving our, you know, birth and our babies. So we're living in a new time where although metabolic changes and weight gain and all the other kind of factors associated with aging tend to really speed up in our middle years and around the time of of our menopause transition, there are now, there is now the science and the knowledge base and tools and technology to address every single one of these factors in ways that will help us live longer, better. Dr. Perlman, this is great. So I just want to clarify for everyone. It just means that just because you hit, because you said there's no cause and effect yet, but yeah. it looks like it's all around. So, yes. so I think that's a big confusing thing for people. Yes. They can't do anything because they have, yes. hit, that was a big narrative. Like, well, there's nothing you can do about it because you've hit menopause. So like, just welcome to the world of what are some of the things like, I, I do want to talk about, like, you know, there was a big thing. I crave a lot of sugar and it seems to go mm-hmm. more intensely than more than usual. And you said, sometimes that can be estrogen, like your estrogen's so low. And why do we, why does your body do these things when you're low? Like, what are the clues that I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I'm really low in estrogen because I'm craving sugar. Well, I could just be low in protein too, right? Like we don't know. So what are some of these things that I know we've touched on vaginal dryness, but what are some of the things that, and changes in period, but, but that's, this is all before your period actually begins to stop. So what are these 10 years before your period stops that we, we said mood and big boobs or booby changes. Are there other things like cravings, like, and you did say sleep disturbances, but that's only four. Are there more? I have heard you once say that women were diagnosed with ADHD when it was actually menopause, like forgetfulness, like all of these things. What so are these other things? We're walk, let's at? walk through the different stages and what's happening with our hormone profile that lead to the different types of symptoms. And I'll come back to the cravings because, you know, so sort of brain gut, mind gut, um, 
is a whole other domain. And there's a few other hormones there. There's peptide hormones that have a very big role to play when we think about things like cravings. And you and I have talked a lot about insulin and there's a lot of buzz around Ozempic. And I was sharing with you here in Toronto, the pleasure of being the medical student to actually the endocrinologist and entrepreneur who discovered GLP-1, which is the peptide hormone on which Ozempic is based. And that science has evolved over the last 20 years, again, out of Toronto, both insulin's discovery and GLP-1. And these are all about gut-brain signaling and satiety, like fullness and cravings and things like that. So remember I said all hormones are interconnected and yeah. while changes in estrogen throughout the reproductive aging um, of women definitely connect with that. Let me come back to the craving piece. So let's just dial forward. You are hitting on some um, other symptoms. A lot of them are brain symptoms as our hormones start to change. And I talked about, so early on, we're imbalanced in those days before the period, period's still pretty regular, but as that persists, the idea of real decoupling and hormone imbalance increases because we actually don't release the egg. And many cycles, we may not have any progesterone. So we become very, I hate this word, it's not a scientific idea, but it will really describe it for your audience, estrogen dominant, right? Not making a lot of progesterone, that gets produced at ovulation. When that stops happening regularly, progesterone is insufficient to adequately counteract the you know, stimulatory, let's say, effects of estrogen. And so estrogen, progesterone, these are the perfect complements. One's almost like an antidote to the other in all tissues. Breast, the endometrial lining, the uterus, the the coupling is what allows the, the bleeding to happen every month, and the brain. So everything, think of estrogen as fertilizer. Everything that estrogen is dialing up isn't now properly balanced. Therefore, we get wiry, can't focus, that is very much an estrogen phenomenon. Mm. We get not just moody. It's not just depressed. It's literally irritable, like short raging, ragey, very labile moods up and down that emotionality. Progesterone tends to be, like I said, it's the compliment. It supports mm. mood. It supports sleep. It supports the kind of dialing in of learning and memory. So clearly we want them both in tandem, but in our later perimenopausal years, so now think, you know, periods, um, the, the cycle may not be 28 days anymore, might be more regular, but they're still happening, just noticeable changes in that bleeding pattern. And therefore symptoms that may not just be the few days before you bleed, it's not just PMS anymore. It's literally like, you know, perhaps cycle to cycle or phase to phase. And back to the idea of clinical testing, depending where I test you, you know, is it a month where you ovulate and you look, you know, reproductively young, or next month, literally, you know, one month later, you might not ovulate. Mm-hmm. I do testing team, same time of the cycle, but you look totally different. So the most important message there around a relationship with an expert is there's nothing that will replace the, the maintenance and the monitoring over time, because this is all about pattern recognition. And, you know, you and I talked, Kat, when we were chatting about this, our conventional approach is broken. It is so broken. We diagnose and we're talking about I think right now in Ontario. Yeah. yeah. And and this is let's just 
put a um, clause in here that we're not giving medical advice at all in this podcast. We're yeah. just talking about hormones and Dr. Roman is not advising any of you are in this phase. She's just saying, this is some things you can look for and go talk to your doctor always, or talk to Dr. Perlman as a doctor, right? We'll just put that out there as a, but to as your a point, be proactive because yeah. what what's broken, what I was alluding to is the fact that, and this is, you know, really, it's not really um, based on where you live. It's, it's literally the conventional definition of menopause is retrospective. We call menopause, your last period, and we only recognize it a year after the fact. And therefore, women are left symptomatic for the seven to 10 years leading up to the year yeah. without a period. And I've I've also, um, you know, having worked in many settings, um, I've described to you that in a conventional setting, it is not like clinical testing is used to come up with that diagnosis. No blood work, no clinical testing is actually indicated to determine that a year has passed without a period. So the idea of being proactive, especially for women who are symptomatic, and especially for women who are noticing the changes in their cycle, and therefore have identified that they are likely somewhere in this menopause transition. Because ultimately, just let me perhaps go forward to the next phase, which is where the periods don't happen regularly anymore. And while some women, they just end, that's the minority, but more often they'll be irregular, uh, very chaotic in terms of bleeding pattern and, as you would imagine, symptoms in what we can call the late stage of the perimenopause transition. And that becomes probably the beginning of the most symptomatic time for a woman and also the time of her life where the risks of chronic disease really start to pick up. And getting that baseline is really important. Dr. Roman, I we're, we're going to um, wrap it up in one second, but I do want to say for the next podcast for sex, um, there is, let's just touch quickly on what hormone replacement therapy is and is it good for, would you, would you as a doctor recommend it broad scope, not to the people listening, but just in general, or is are there some people who will get through this with nothing and feel amazing and eat um like cod liver or whatever they do mm -hmm. and be like I am perfect and feel nothing like is anyone to get through this like perfect I hope we all will because we all should be empowered to successively navigate the you know menopause transition and beyond um so I like the word hot that's the term I use hormone optimization therapy as opposed to replacement we're not replacing anything we're looking at each woman because we are all unique at our risks our potential benefits our personal health history our family history our baseline and then talking about what are the symptoms what are our findings, you know, in terms of what are your risks? Yeah, individually, right? Osteoporosis? As an individual. Yeah, are you yeah. already losing bone? Are there other things that, you know, hormone therapy would be really critical for? And how does that change over time? And we combine that with an individual woman's preferences and goals, because there's three things I'm simultaneously doing when I'm thinking about hot for women through this transition. One, help them feel better. That's what women come to me for. Address their symptoms because there's a long list. We've only touched on a few. There's a long list and these can be addressed and you can be vital and well throughout this time and beyond to mitigate the risk, not just wait for the risks to occur, but mitigate the risk of chronic diseases of aging. 
before they set in. We have that window of opportunity. So whether that's heart disease, bone loss, dementia, diabetes, we can create a better baseline to reduce the likelihood of the disease later on. And third, healthy aging. Yes, we're going to talk about libido and our sexual well-being and things like our skin and our hair and our, the, the ease with which we can move our joints, our eyes, dry eyes, dry mouth, dry joints, we just dry up because estrogen is so critical in hydrating all of our tissues. So there's so much we can do about healthy aging. And again, in a very individualized way um, and using adequate testing and assessment and expertise, this can be done. And I would just empower women with the information we're sharing here that there are choices Mm -hmm. And there's not just one way. It's not just a script for um, a bioidentical estrogen through the skin, because that is available pharmaceutically. Um, so, you know, most jurisdictions around the world, there will be access to products that are bioidentical. So they're structurally and functionally the same as what your body makes. This is available, but it's not just about a script. It's, as I alluded to, looking at the whole symphony of um, totally orchestra of hormones, your whole health profile and optimizing each piece so that we really do um, feel vital and well throughout the phases of our menopause and beyond. Sounds like there is there is some good news if you if you are proactive and you have found someone who can help you through it, a doctor that can help you through it, then then it doesn't have to be horrible. No, definitely not. And there is a time limit to this. This is a very timely thing. So I think, let me leave you with that important thought, like the call to action. Um, it's never too early to sort of get a sense of where we're at because hormones are relevant throughout our stages of life. But I guess, is it too late? I would say it's not that it's ever too late, but the window of opportunity to actually consider hot hormone optimization therapy is best when done close to the time of your menopause. And so what the science has shown us back to the landmark trial, the WHI that I referenced, is that if we were to take women a decade after their menopause, their final period, after likely the beginning of chronic diseases have set in, plaque in their arteries and, you know, et cetera, the problems are there, that at that point in time, there's a diminishing return and possibly an increased risk to starting hormone therapy at that late stage. Now, do I meet women like that all the time? I often will say, too bad we're not meeting a decade ago, but we can't mm -hmm. go back in time. But what I do is I deal with the women I meet, we look at each individual risk, and there's certain things that are safe to the grave, like meaning we can literally age throughout our latest stages and they will add health and vitality for us. And one of those things is vaginal estrogen, which is, a perfect primer to the sex talk we're going to have next. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, guys, tune in for part two. Um, and also, I do know Dr. Perlman is available virtually. So if you are interested, don't DM, DM us asking her. Um, we'll leave her information down below because we are not doctors. She's the doctor. You can contact her clinic directly. I love that most people come through us and ask us everything. And I'm like, y'all, go contact her because we we just know we just know us. We don't know you guys. So thank you for joining us. Thank um, you. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye.